0: On the train, on the plane, everywhere you want to be, I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoopy, Instagram Scoop underscore B, Snapchat Scoop underscore B. Make sure you subscribe to Scoopy Ready on all platforms: iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, everywhere in between. And Scoopy be Ready, we like to expand. We like to get interesting people. We like to get folks who make the pulse of everything move. And in the studio here in Newark, New Jersey, at Equal Space. Straight off the Amtrak from Baltimore, Maryland, as they say, Baltimore, Maryland, is none other than the the kid Gowie, better known to his family, his mama, as Wendell Gowie. Sir, welcome to Scoopy Radio. Thank Thank you for having me. So, the reason why I brought you in is because you had the summer culture moving. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I paid attention to you uh, most likely when they had the LeBron James Challenge. And, I mean, you had LeBron down to a T. You had Stephen A. Smith, down to a T. For those who don't know it, can can you give us a little snippet of of what you were capable of?
1: Hey, um, if you want Stephen A., I can give you what the... You see, I'm here right now with Scoop B doing this interview. But you know what the crazy thing is? Scoop B is the best podcaster on the planet. It's blasphemous to think otherwise.
0: Really? (laughs) Not preposterous? I mean, it could be
1: preposterous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stephen A., if you're listening, it's all him. It's all him. Hey. I ran to him a couple of weeks ago out in L.A., and uh, he was a lot more tamer. But, you know, I'm sure if there was a light on him, he you know. <laughs> I mean, you've seen other people kind of uh, mimic that you saw Jamie Foxx doing it. Who, yeah. who did it better, you or Jamie?
1: Personally, and that's not even me being biased, I just feel that I do the best Stephen A. impression because I capture his mannerisms, uh, the energy that he brings whenever he's acting out. Um, the thing that I will say that Jamie had over me was the wig. So he had oh the the Stephen A wig. He had the George Jefferson wig yeah. going on and everything. So if I'm able to cop one of them wigs, somebody let me know where I could get it from because I'm taking it to a next level. Green
0: screens and all that. I mean, what got you uh... I mean, you you had a career. I think many people are known for something on social media, but Mm -hmm. you had a career kind of spanning even before uh, doing voiceover. We'll get to that in a minute. But what prompted you to begin just doing uh, those impersonations online?
1: Um, Well, back in the day, I was like a real big person that was like. Well, I was big on YouTube in general. So, like, I used to watch YouTube videos all the time. I used to watch, like, comedians. Like, uh, some of my inspirations are Kevin Edwards Jr., Spoken Reasons. And watching those guys' videos, my personality matched there. So, it was one of those things, like, I feel like I can do this, too. And another thing was... Getting into the impersonations, I used to watch Jay Pharoah before he blew up. Before Saturday Night Live, like he was a YouTuber and he used to upload his content on there. And I was like, "Yo, this guy can impersonate anybody." So it was just one of those things that I gradually like watched these people, and over time, it just started becoming like second nature. Like, let me see if I can do this. So that's how the impersonations really came about.
0: Wendell Dalguy in studio with Scoop B Radio, make sure to follow him on Instagram at the Kid Gowie. Uh, also on Twitter at the Kid Gowie. Make sure to check him out on Facebook, the Kid Gowie. Uh, Also SoundCloud, you went a little different there. Is Go Weezy W I E. Z-E-Z-Y or W-I-E yeah you got got it right in there and with the with the SoundCloud
1: you can still just search The Kid Gowie it'll come up
0: oh excuse me yeah. and of course on YouTube as well as The Kid Gowie and, yeah. you know you talked about those impersonations and, and, and things of that sort why do you think you haven't gotten a response out of LeBron or, or Stephen A just yet
1: um, well, speaking specifically for LeBron, I think I haven't received the response yet solely based on the fact that his brand is so big and you can only co-sign certain things when you're that big of a role model because, mm-hmm. you know, you got all the kids that watch LeBron, other people that admire him. So like with my videos, I kind of get aggressive in it and I. I use language, but I I bleep it out. Not suitable for children. Yeah, I bleep it out. So you can watch it, but you just have to put two two, uh, two and two together to figure out what curse word goes there. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much what it is. LeBron's brand is just too big. He doesn't want to technically co-sign something that may be, you know, not suitable for children. Um, as far as Stephen A, he has no excuse to why he hasn't checked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure like every time I upload something, people tag Stephen A in the videos, on Twitter, on everything. So um, I'm pretty sure he probably came across it. And I feel like whenever Stephen A comes across an impersonator, it's usually shoved in his face. So like mm-hmm. he'll be on like first take and they'll play a clip of the video. And then he's like forced to give him a response. But besides that, I don't think he's really giving a response on, like, internet stuff.
0: And he's funny on Twitter. Like, he, he knows how to respond. He knows how to tweet. But, like, he's kind of like Donald Trump on Twitter. Like, he's yes. he's, he's like cofefe. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was trying to think. I'm, as I'm asked the question, I'm like, what's that thing Trump said? Oh, yeah, Kofet Fet.
1: Yeah, and that I remember when that thing went like viral. like It was trending on Twitter. I was like, yo, what is this? And then I clicked on it. It was like it was a typo and all this other stuff. I was like, oh. like y'all making everything go viral.
0: <laughs> Scoopy Radio in the studio with the kid Gowie. now. You, uh, we, we talked about uh, your impersonations. You did one um, the LeBron James challenge. You did the bow wow challenge. You did the, Le- the Kyrie Irving disparity. You did LeBron James trade skit. The LeBron James trade skit was pretty uh, freaking funny, and you also did the, the lotion loving parody. Yeah, I can only imagine. I didn't see, that. I can only imagine where that was going. It was like, <laughs> maybe dovetailed a little. Dave Chappelle, uh, hey, piss that, on you. you that know? was my that
1: was my lotion loving was my very first viral video, and okay. that was back in I can't remember what year it actually was, but okay. the lotion loving video that was my very first viral video. Um, it blew up on Facebook initially, and then Q from World Star got it. And then it was on Star, And it's still on Star to this day. Like, I check sometimes. It's like, let me see if my video's still on there. So, yeah.
0: How hard is it um, to kind of um, get your videos on? Is there like a process where you're sending out a distribution list to different people? Or is it just organically picking
1: up? Well, uh, me personally, everything has been organic with everything I've done. All my viral videos have been organic. I never like reached out to anybody like, yo, can you share this? It's just one of those things. I've always had the mindset of... I don't force people to receive my content. So it's just like if I have a new like a new song that I put out or if I have a new video, I don't tag nobody in it, nothing like that. It's just like, hey, if you watch it, you watch it. If you don't, you don't. But I guess the content speaks for itself to where people just see it and then they want to share it. And I feel
0: like that's where all the organic traffic comes from. Bow Wow Challenge. Mm-hmm. He was... He was, uh, what is my mother's, she used to say, uh, perpetrating a fraud with airplanes and everything else.
1: That he was.
0: (laughs) What was your thought process when you created your uh, Bow Wow Challenge video?
1: Um, When I created that video, what I wanted to do was capture Bow Wow's characters that he played in different roles. So, like, when I did the Bow Wow Challenge, it was one of those things where I took these fake characters that he played in movies and tried to make him brag about it in real life like he really did that. So like one of the lines I did was like you guys act like I didn't help I didn't lead uh, the Knights to the playoffs like that because you know like <laughs> 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 so it was one of those things like I took that as a movie role and then his movie lottery ticket like yo, I act like I ain't hit the lottery and come up on so and so millions of dollars like stuff like that so I did that just to try to make it seem like Bawa I was trying to make it a reality appreciate it. So that was um. That's pretty much the the story behind the Bow Wow challenge, and people just found that so funny because we grew up on Bow Wow. Like, if you my age, um, everybody pretty much looked up to Bow Wow when we were younger. So it was like we saw these movies, the Like Mics, the Lottery Tickets, stuff like that, so, and take
0: you home. And yeah. I want to thank you with
1: Fundisha and Jagged Edge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's one of those things. Like, hey, we. We know exactly what you're talking
0: about. And I think the references is what really made it funny. Scoopy Radio, Radio in the flesh with the kid We Make sure that you guys use the promo code SNOOP, S N O O P, uh, on the Wooter. Uh, website to get 20% off on your first purchase. Hopefully you guys buy Scoop B Radio or Scoop B uh, Wear Apparel. It's selling like hotcakes. It's selling like the Muslim 125th Street in Harlem with his his newspaper. In studio with the Kid Gowie talking about the Bow Wow Challenge, LeBron James Challenge, and everywhere in between. You're from Baltimore. Yes, sir. A lot of notable people coming out. You you have Drew Hill. You have uh, Monique. You Mm -hmm. have... Uh, we ain't gonna touch Monique today. Save <laughs> yeah. <Hey>, my love. <laughs> we, we, we had it. I mean, how influential I remember, you and I are around the same age. I mean, mm-hmm. the '90s. You saw Drew Hill in, on the on the Rush Hour uh, soundtrack. Yeah. How influential was that time period uh, when Drew Hill was making it happen in Baltimore for
1: you? Um, well, I was a huge fan of Drew Hill. I feel like if you were from Baltimore, and you weren't supporting Drew Hill. Something was wrong. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like Cisco alone. And to this day, I still think to myself, like, why isn't Cisco still out there? Because like he was one of the top notch people in the game as far as like collaborations go. Um, but as far as influences, it's just one of those things. Like to see somebody come out such a small city and actually make it happen. Like these people were in the big lights, like the Moniques, like you were saying. It's just like these people actually made it happen, uh, being Jay nominated the for too. yeah, Jada Pinkett being nominated for awards and stuff like that. So. It's, it's very inspiring. Um, definitely can't deny that. So it's, it's just something that we all want to accomplish. It's sort of like with hip hop, how rappers saw King Lowe's make it out the city. And it's like, hey, like the rest of us have an opportunity because these people technically brought a light to the city to show that we do have talent
0: here. For me, uh, I grew up in both New York City and and in New Jersey, and, mm-hmm. but I also went to college in the Philly area. And you notice how you know, in a lot of ways, in New York and New Jersey, when it comes to hip hop, yeah. there's a bottom of the crab mentality at times in New York. and Philly, it's very um, selective and tight knit. Baltimore, where would you put that that culture as pe- as far as people who made it from people that you see? Do they stick together? Are they scattered? Do they move out? How do they kind of fit in that bubble?
1: Uh. To be honest, I don't really see a lot of the people that actually technically made it. I still don't I don't see them really reach out to Baltimore that much. You do have the people like the ASAP ants that come back and kick it with like the uh, like Black Zeep and all of them. But um, these are up and coming rappers. Sure. By the way.
0: Yeah, I figured.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, you do have people that do take out the time like King Lose, He's done. Uh, I've I've seen them kick it in the studio with like DeTrinata before. Um she won the rap game last the season before the one that just mm-hmm. ended. So they they still try to reach out a bit, but I feel like there could be a little bit more that could be done. But you know, you for somebody that made it out on their own, I guess everybody just wants them to do the same. Like you don't want to feel like you're giving somebody a handout and mm-hmm. I feel like that's where everybody is right now.
0: What's next for you?
1: What's next for me, man, I'm really just trying to continue doing what I'm doing, uh, continue to build my brand, um, get more partnerships, really. I'm trying to turn this into a full-time job because right now it's like a part-time job. I'm trying to make it full-time. Me and Jay trying to take over the world, man. (laughs) So you guys are pinky in the brain? Yeah, pretty much. You know I'm brain because you know I'm the brains behind the process. (laughs) Don't get get it twisted. Just because I'm the taller one don't mean I'm pinky. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he's talking about his manager. Safe to say, right, manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Host, my buddy over there. Known him for a couple years. You've done a few things here and there. Couple things, right? Couple things. <laughs> Lord, things. Lord, things. Little things. Look. Scoopy Radio and the studio with the kid guy. So I, when I was doing my research on you, it said you're a musician and you're a journalist. I feel like we're in the your person, your personality. You do a lot of things. I think we're in the, in the age where. There's just a lot of slashes. Mm-hmm. If Cordell Stewart was playing now, uh, he'd have to charge people for using that slash term because, you know, Cordell Stewart, football player, slash. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to play myself. But um, the, 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 the slash era that we're in, it's a lot of things that uh, people are doing. What do you categorize, categorize yourself as? Are you a comedian? Are you a personality? Are you a writer? What do you consider yourself?
1: Um, personally, <laughs> if I had to pick one word to sum up everything that I do, I would just say I'm an entertainer all around because uh, I actually started with music. Like, music was something that i was doing since well i started writing music at like 13 and then mm-hmm. like when i turned 21 that's when i was like well maybe i could try this music stuff um i had a few big records um locally i had like a baltimore ravens anthem that really took off um it was popular local 98 rock got a hold of it they played uh, the record on their radio station And stuff like that. So, like, music was my first love. Then, you know, it's kind of hard to break into the music industry. So it was just like, well, I've always been a goofy dude, so let me just play around with this comedy. And then the comedy really is where I started seeing growth and to where people were actually becoming attracted to me. So I just started to pursue the comedy. And now, if you pay attention to my stuff, um, you'd see that I'm trying to incorporate music in that at the same time. Sure. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: So I want to play a little uh, scenario with you. Right. So LeBron James mm-hmm. and the Cavaliers win the championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Stephen A gets the first interview. Gotcha. Hey, Jay, you might want to record this. <laughs> <laughs> I just made this off the top of my head. So, again, I'm going to start from the beginning. The Cavaliers say they win the championship. Well, say the, the Cavaliers, I think they're going to win, but mm-hmm. they win the championship. Stephen A. Smith gets the first interview with LeBron. I need you to play role play with both. So the first question Stephen A. Smith asks LeBron is what?
1: So LeBron James, after all the adversity that you guys face, but through all the teammates that you got traded away, how does it feel to be an NBA champion? Well, you know, Stephen A, I didn't really trade anybody. Dan Gilbert did that on his own. You know, I wanted to keep D Wade, but they send him out anyway, but it's all good. I'm a champion, there's nothing else to talk about. Cleveland! This is for you! <laughs> yeah. So, LeBron, you know, you keep representing Cleveland, but we want to know if you're going to be here next season. That's the real question everybody wants to know. Are you going to be a Cavalier next season or not? Well, you know, Stephen A., we just won the championship, so I'm not going anywhere. But I'm still not going to waive anything. You know, I want to see what, what, what person has the most money for me. No, so, LeBron, you're focused on the cash. You're not focused on winning anymore, are you? Stephen A., we just won the championship.
0: What part did you not understand? How's that? That's cool. Scoop has a question. What's up, Scoop? (laughs) What happened with Kevin Love and Isaiah LeBron?
1: Hey, hey, we're not going to talk about Isaiah. You see, Isaiah was here for 15 games, and the man didn't do a damn thing. For all that, we could have just signed him to a 10-day contract. Instead of having him for those 15 games, he played way too long. Now, Kevin Love, you know... That's my God, but for somebody with the last name Love, it's kind of bad when you're the most hated in the locker room.
0: <laughs> but LeBron, what happened with that bowl of soup and Jr.? Like, did you see it? What happened with Damon Jones?
1: Well, what happened with that was Jr. Smith was uh, eating on some cream of henny. That's what we like. <laughs> That's what we like to call it. So Damon Jones came in. He was like, "Yo, Jr., what happened to the rest of the Hennessy?" Everybody found. Everybody thought that it was odd that Jr. would put Hennessy in this soup. So one thing led to another. JR threw that soup at him. Bam. He was like, you want Hennessy? Here you go. That's how the situation played out. JR got suspended.
0: LeBron. What's up? Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz. Do you like that scenario better than, say, a uh, Lonzo Ball and uh, Coach Luke Walton and a return with Isaiah Thomas?
1: Well, the first thing about Lonzo Ball and the Los Angeles Lakers, look, I'm 34 years old. I ain't got time to be sitting here babysitting these Lakers. They too young. I'm trying to get straight to a championship. So we trying to get back to the championship. As far as uh, Joel B, Ben Simmons, and all those guys over in PA, um, I thought it was pretty dope that they had the billboards
0: like we want you. But come on now. I'm just trying to stay in Cleveland. Of course you are, LeBron. You know, you, are. you know it. You know it. Kid Gallo, Scoopy <laughs> Radio. Before we go. If there's one person that you wish or that you're working on mm-hmm. uh, to do an impersonation that you don't have it quite yet, I mean, you're, I, I want to give you the Aries Spears crown. Right, right, right. Who's one guy that you want to work on that you you haven't completely mastered yet? Ah, that's a hard one because uh, I've really been working on a
1: lot of people like the Shannon Sharps and. Oh uh, Lord. Yeah, I, I've been getting the Shannon Sharp one down. Um, I kind of really. Ah, you got me with that one. That's what I get paid for. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. Um, if I had to get one down, I would probably say
0: I want to work on like a Kobe Bryant. Can you? Can you? Is it? Is it? What's hard about doing a Kobe Bryant impersonation?
1: Um, he's just more relaxed. Like the thing with me is like with my impersonations, I like to do people that have energy, like real. Uh, they're real like up-tempo with that stuff real uh, aggressive so like the the Shannon Sharps you know he's real animated the Stephen A he's animated LeBron when he gets like riled up you can see him wilding on the sidelines but Kobe he's more like just chill so like for some reason it's harder for me to capture the chill characters so I think that'll probably be one and I I feel like if I get that down I can definitely incorporate it into my skits what about Jay Z? I can do a little bit of Jay I didn't know if you was wondering if I could do that or not (laughs) You see, we just got a new song with uh, DJ Khaled, you know, Beyonce. She she spent a few balls on that. I wrote it, but don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I had that down. That's my favorite rapper of all time.
0: Who does it better? Ari Spears, mm. Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. or Mr. Uh, White Famous himself? Mm.
1: I'd personally say Ari Spears just because... He has the ability to also rap like the people. Mm-hmm. So it's one—it's one thing to impersonate the voices, but if you can actually deliver the way they deliver, its a, it's a completely different ball game. Like that's a whole another talent. So I'd say Aries.
0: Who else is you talked about Kobe being difficult? I would imagine like somebody like Dr. J Julius Erving would be difficult because he's so reserved. Who else is difficult?
1: Um. Well, like I said, Kobe is difficult. Um. I try to get the Joel Embiid. My Joel Embiid isn't there all the way yet because like I'm not uh, I'm not African, so it's hard to try <laughs> it's hard trying to capture that uh, that uh, that dialect. But yeah, it's, it's just like I try to do my best with these characters. Um what's another hard one? Greek freak. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Greek freak, that's a hard one. Um I haven't like really put any effort into it, but just hearing them talk is like, damn, I know this is gonna be difficult. Um, so yeah, pretty much a lot of the people that have like an accent, especially if it's a strong accent, those are the really the hardest, hardest ones to capture. Can
0: you do DJ Khaled?
1: Uh, I, mm, no, nah, <laughs> I can't do Khaled. I could try it though. Uh, let's see. Let me think of something. You're smart. You're loyal. We the best, and that's all I got. For you. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for you with the Khaled.
0: <laughs> Best place in Baltimore, I like Mo's uh, crab cakes. Best place in Baltimore to grab uh, crab cakes.
1: Ah. That yeah, that might be Mo's. Um and it's another place called Timbuktu, too, but they're expensive as hell. Are they? Yeah, it's expensive as hell. So um Jimmy's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy's. Jimmy's. yeah, Jimmy's another one. But like I think the the best ones that I actually have may have been from Timbuktu. And you took you talking about like twenty two dollars for a plate, so And I don't even know how many crab cakes come with that. That might be one.
0: (laughs) Moles, you could get you a big crab cake and a drink, and you're spending like $50. Dang. Yeah. And you know when you go, you don't want the junior crab cake. You want the. Yeah, you you want want the the real John. Yeah,
1: with the real meat in it. See, that's the thing about crab cakes, because you. Hey, if you visit in Baltimore and you you talk, I want to try that crab cake, because that's what they're known for. You're going to be paying. You're going to be paying. So.
0: NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, Yes, sir. I would imagine that you will definitely be looking for some more uh, impersonations as the season goes on. Oh, of course. I'm definitely uh, prepared for the playoffs
1: because uh, I know that's where a lot of the drama is going to kick in. You know, teams, I could do more locker room rants like (laughs) people that's just not getting it together. Start calling players out. That's what I do best. I like to stay with what's hot and what's relevant at the time.
0: Well, brother, we're going to let you go. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining Scoopy Radio. Make sure again to follow him on all social media platforms Instagram, The Kid Gowie, Twitter, The Kid Gally, Facebook, The Kid Gally, YouTube, The Kid Gally, And you can search him at The Kid Gowdy on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud well. I'm yeah. not going to stumble again with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blame Jack. Yep. And with that, we out. Scoopy Radio.